Praise the Lord. Well, <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is in you. The Spirit of the Lord is on you. The Spirit of the world would try to come upon you, but the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. One of the scriptures that I have for this morning, uh, I put it in as the last scripture, but the Lord is just ministering to me on the frontier before I came uh, up and put some things in my heart. And I'm going to use my last scripture first. And uh, Matthew chapter 7 says, verse 13, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. There are many that are going into the way of destruction and this gate that leads to destruction. Because, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. There are few that find it. Narrow is the gate and few that find it. That scripture in the Amplified Bible says that it is constricted with pressure. It's constricted with pressure. So when you decide to walk on the narrow road that leads to life, uh, you, will, you will experience pressure upon yourself and pressure in your life to not go through the narrow gate and walk on the narrow path. The pressure is designed to undermine your faith. The pressure is designed to make you doubt that you have the Spirit of the Lord that is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is the advantage factor in your life. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Are you all awake? Doesn't sound like it. It's like, hello, what's the pastor delivering up for breakfast this morning, you know? The advantage for your life is the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. That's the beginning and end of your advantage. It's not about the system. It's not about how well you play the play the politics, how well anything goes for you or not goes for you, the Spirit of the Lord is your advantage. The big thing that separates you and me from everybody else on the earth is the Spirit of the Lord. It's the Spirit of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. 
And the only way you can walk on the narrow, the narrow road to life is if you know that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Every day, every way, all the time, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The book of Joel says, so this is not in my message. This is what the Lord told me to to, uh, minister to you when I was on the front row here. Verse 28, Joel chapter two, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you, you shall prophesy. What is prophesying? It's telling from the Spirit of the Lord, speaking into the future, commanding the future to become what you, the Spirit of the Lord leads you to command your future to look like. I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. We are living in the days where Jesus has poured out of Himself the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. If you want to talk about an intentional transfer, the intentional transfer is Jesus leaving so that the Holy Spirit can come. Hallelujah. Previously in that scripture, he says, Be glad then, verse 23 in that chapter, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For He has given you the former rain faithfully and He will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. In other words, He's gonna cause what the, the force of life that is designed to bring seasonal growth. He's gonna bring them together. The former and the latter, it's gonna be such a powerful release of what God can do that no one can say in the natural, I could have done it. He will pour it out. He will give us. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat. Hey, he's talking about, I'm gonna cause the source of life to flow so freely that your threshing floor, that harvest that you've still got to work is going to be so full that you're going to be looking for space as to how you can work this harvest. Your threshing floor shall be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, 
My great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Because He has dealt wondrously with you. And He says, my people shall never be put to shame. If you put your trust in God, it doesn't matter what happens in the world system, you will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. Then you will know that I am in the midst of Israel. He is in the midst of heritage of faith. He is in our midst. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He is intentional about His transfer to you. This is not just something that I'm preaching to get you emotionally psyched up for a harvest. Any farmer will tell you, you don't emotionally psych yourself up to go and plant seed. When the season's there, you know you've got to plant. And when the season's there, you know you've got to harvest. And God says He's going to bring the seasons together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can see I'm ready for Money with a Mission weekend. Already. Hallelujah. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. He says it twice. Hallelujah. So you don't have to worry about any shame trying to come upon you. I'll tell you what, the world system will try and shame you a lot. They'll try and shame you for believing the Word of God. They'll try and shame you for putting Jesus first. They'll try and shame you for being a fundamentalist Christian. They'll try and shame you that you actually really believe the Word of God. They'll shame you into making the world think you're an extremist. Hello? I mean, you know, when Brother Copeland, Brother Jerry and all great men of faith that are in our heritage and legacy, when they started to buy the gifting and leading and the timing of the Holy Spirit began to minister on, on prosperity and faith and the ways of God, uh, they were labelled, I'm talking about 40, 50 years ago, they were labelled as extremists. I mean, America right now, I mean, the whole language is about extreme. The Republicans are all extreme. All Christians in America, the evangelical base of voters is extreme. Well, I was hearing this word and I'm thinking, whoa, really? This is not a new word. This is an old word the devil is just re re resurrecting. Extreme. So you know what the answer is? Yes, I'm extremely healthy. I'm extremely blessed. I'm extremely whole. I'm extremely blessed. I'm extremely redeemed. God is extremely restoring my life. Hallelujah. I am extreme. I'm very extreme. I'm radical. I'm a revolutionary. Call me that. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And because He's upon me, I am full of extreme faith. I have the ability to prophesy. I have the ability to dream dreams and to see visions. Well, are you, are you young, old and whatever in between? I'm all of that. 
Don't try and label me what age I am. I'll prophesy when the Holy Spirit is upon me. I'll dream when the Holy Spirit is upon me. And I'll have visions when the Holy Spirit is upon me because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's not limiting me what I can do. You may want to. No, you don't, eh? No. And I'm not going to limit you either. Prophesy if you must. Come on, you must prophesy. Go into your life and begin to prophesy. Speak to your money and speak to your relationships and speak to the things that you want, that God inspires you to speak into. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Well, you know, I was reading to you last week in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to just read verse 9. But it is written, I has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor ever in, entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hello. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I want to tell you, I've been confessing this for years. My confession is catching up with my life now. Yes. Or my life is catching up with my confession. Any which way you want to say it. But for years, I've been declaring that in my natural world, I have Elijah legs. For years, every time I've been speaking, I have Elijah legs, I have Elijah legs. Why? Because in the natural, Elijah could not run as fast as the horses. You show me a man in the natural who can outrun a horse. Uh-huh. But Elijah, he didn't even have uh, hoka tackies on with carbon soles under the bottom to springboard you into a world record time and paces in the front of you to run a marathon in under two hours. He didn't have that. On the contrary, he was dressed in a Middle Eastern garb that was like a whole tunic thing. The Bible says he had to hitch up his skirts. Some people think he was wearing a dress. No, he was dressed in a male thing of having a whole tunic on. And so you try and run with that thing. Yeah. No. So what he did was the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He says, I don't need Nike shoes or hawker shoes or any other kind of shoes. Just pull up your skirt and run, boy. Sandals and alas. I can imagine Elijah running with his sandals on and bits of dirt flying everywhere. His wild mane flying in the wind behind him like that. And he's running like this and the horses are there and he's running past and saying, cheers, boys. And he's outrunning the best horses. The best of the king's horses that are pulling chariots. He's outrunning them. Elijah legs. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. When the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, you can do stuff that you can't imagine you can do. That's what the Scripture means. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard. The things that God has prepared for you. You can only get it because you got the Spirit of the Lord upon you. Hallelujah. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. That's how you get to see it. Not with your mind, not with your ear, not with your imagination, but because of the Spirit. For the Spirit 
searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. When you got the Spirit of the Lord working for you, you can see things that God's got for you. You can't see it any other way. You can't. Well, I'll just uh, put in a bit more effort at work. No. You think the world hasn't tried that? They're pretty, they pretty on it, I promise you. They're pretty on it. We'll work harder. We'll work longer. We'll try and work smarter. We'll be better than anybody else so we get the promotion. Eh. Great sorrow comes with that. Why? Because something's got to be sacrificed. <laughs> something's got to be sacrificed. But when you've got the Spirit of the Lord on you, you can see things. You can hear things by the Spirit. And then you can prophesy the things that you see. I'm preaching real good this morning. Better than you're shouting. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Hallelujah. By Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things that He have been freely given to us by God. Hey, He's intentional about the transfer that He wants to transfer to you. He wants you to see things. He wants you to hear things. He wants you to prophesy things. He wants you to have visions and dreams and many other things because He wants to restore things that the enemy has intentionally stolen from your life. So He's just as intentional to get it back from you, back to you. And He's gonna do it in such a way that the harvest is gonna be it's going to be no seasonal harvest. It's just going to be one continuous harvest. My threshing floor is going to be full. My vets are going to be full. My, my, my land is going to be full. From the land to the vet to the floor, it's all full. I don't know what to do with the next harvest coming in. It's so full. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Well, how does this transfer work? Well, I was reading to you last week uh, and Jesus sends out the 12 disciples and He says to them in, in Matthew chapter 10, verse seven, and as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. What's Jesus doing? He's intentionally transferring the Spirit of the Lord. Hello. By His command, He is prophesying and He's telling them what to do. And as they're hearing, they're hearing things, they're seeing things, they're activated in things that they couldn't see before, couldn't hear before, couldn't understand before, but He's intentional in transferring them by the Spirit of the Lord. From the time that they were fishermen till the time that they're now, they're still the same dudes. They're still walking around in the same clothes. They have the same sandals on. What's the difference? The time of God arrived and God was intentional about the transfer. 
The minute he was intentional about the transfer, he said, now I've converted your life from doing what you thought was best to provide for your life to giving you a purpose for what you need in your life. Notice, he didn't say, take money with you. He gave them purpose and mission in life, not money. Ah, so freely you've received, freely give. Now don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. What does he say? Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts. I don't know if you're getting me this morning. I trust you're getting me this morning. When God gives you a mission and He gives you a purpose, you don't have to worry about the money. He says, just go. I'm transferring the Spirit of the Lord. I'm giving you a mission. I'm giving you a vision. I'm giving you purpose. Go do what I command you to do now just so that you understand how the mission works, don't take a money belt with you. But Lord, what if I get hungry? Don't take a money belt with you. But Lord, what if I have a flat tire? Don't take a money belt with you. Well, that would have been hard with a wagon, but. What if my donkey needs a a shoe on his feet or whatever? Don't take a money belt with you. In other words, don't think about your provision. Go on your mission. It's intentional about the transfer. Nor, so don't take your money belt, nor bag for your journey. In other words, don't even take extra food with you. Hey, and you're worried about your retirement plan. Yeah, that's what the world wants you to worry about. Retire, about, think about when you get old. You gotta think, you gotta work now for when you get old. And you gotta put all your money into a retirement plan so you can make sure you take care of when you're old. So you can't live for now, you gotta live for when you're old. So you gotta live for your kids and then when your kids are gone, you gotta make sure you're taken care of when you're old. That's the whole world system right there. And by the way, we know best how to take care of your money. Give it to us, we'll look after you for when you get old. Don't worry, we'll take care of it. Yeah, right. Provide neither, okay, so nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staff for a worker is worthy of his food. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, I'm intentional about transferring your mission to you and your mission will provide everything that you need for you. So he transfers purpose. He transfers cooperative calling. And in return, when you do what he says, he transfers all the provision to you. How's it gonna come? Well, wherever you go, God's gonna raise up people to transfer what they've got to you. Yeah, but Pastor John, someone's got to go work for it. Yeah, the heathen do. 
Didn't Jesus say the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just? So let them do all the sorrowing and all the work. They're going to do it anyway because they're following themselves. You don't have to tell them to do it. They're like so full of themselves. We'll show you how we make the money. They're so full of themselves. They think we are the guys that can run you because we've got, you know, investment funds. And uh, we've got uh, millions in the bank and we've got this. So we'll tell you what you can think and what you can't think. And we'll tell you what's good and what's not good. Oh, huh. God is about the transfer. He's intentional about the transfer. He says in the book of John chapter 15, live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you. This is from the message translation. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only be, by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. You can't see the vision. You can't see and hear what he wants you to hear unless you're connected. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. What's he talking about? He's talking about the harvest of your life, of your mission that comes through that intimate union. Separated, you can't produce a thing. I've been straight up and down with you about this for many years. And I've been speaking and saying, the church preaches, or the, nowadays the church kind of preaches that, that if you're a Christian, and you can live by faith, we are the only ones that have uh, access to, to uh, a supernatural increase. But the Bible is clear that he will, the rain will come upon the righteous and the unrighteous. The sun will shine upon the righteous and the unrighteous. And if unrighteous people know how to get harvests and they work it, they'll get it. But the difference is that the Bible says they will sorrow for it and we will not sorrow for it because right. He'll add wealth to us that we do not sorrow for. Because we have the Spirit of the Lord that is upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord began to speak to me on the frontier this morning. And uh, I know that Actually, he said this whole message that I'm speaking to you today is a, is a standard message. It's a, it's a prophetic message. And uh, <clears throat> I want to tell you by the Spirit of the Lord that there are waves of blessing that are coming upon you. Waves. You know, the thing that's always amazed me, it's always amazed me. And I saw it while I was standing in the front here. I saw it. I saw it. When you go and stand at the ocean and you just watch wave after wave, it's, it just never stops. It just, there's nothing that can stop it because God put the cycles of high tide, low tide, just the way He created the earth and the sea. He's created it so that wave after wave after wave will just continue to happen. You can't stop it. Go try and stand in the water and say, hey waves, stop waving. 
I don't care how much authority you've got unless the Spirit of God commands you to go and do it like Moses and turning, making the stand, Joshua making the stand, the sun stand still. You know, unless God tells you to do something, you ain't changing what He put into place. I don't care how much authority you got. That's the only reason I have respect for a lion. It's because God put it in him to hunt. And I don't want to be the hunted. But I will tell you this, if I found myself in a situation where it was the lion or me, I know that the Spirit of God is strong enough and has enough authority inside of me to stop him. I know this. I know this. When I, was in, when I was in the military, I had faith. God supernaturally imparted me and I had the spirit of faith for all the time that was there where I believed God that every time that we went into battle, that we would not have a lost life as long as I was there. I knew and we had many opportunities where there was, we had, uh, some of my, my friends were injured, but no one was killed. It's not like, yeah, you were there, but there wasn't, you weren't in any fighting situations. No, no, no. We were, we were in serious fighting situations. But the Spirit of the Lord. But the Spirit of the Lord. The biggest thing that you have to do is make sure you don't walk in fear. Because when that lion walks around roaring, seeking whom he may devour. Huh? You ever heard, E, I've been watching a few, I'm hungry for the bush, you know. I mean, going to America and riding on, you know, tours and things like that, it's all good and well. But, uh, yeah, the South African's got to go to the bush. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and when a lion starts to roar and he's really close by, there's just not a, another sound that's got that kind of intensity to it. Maybe if you're very close to a male leopard that, that rasps, maybe. But a lion roaring is a very special thing. And they just sit there and they just go, ooh, ooh, ooh. And for kilometers and kilometers, everybody around there, you know, the boss is talking. <laughs> if you're walking around in the dark and that thing goes off close by, you better not be in fear. Because if you run, he sees you like food. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The devil tries to intimidate you and me all the time, roaring like a lion, roaring like a lion, roaring like a lion, and trying to say, you got no defense, you got no difference, you're just the same as everybody else. I'll roar you into submission. I will roar with financial challenges. I will roar with relationship degradation. I will roar with all manner of thoughts and emotions and oppression and depression and all manner of things. I will roar against you. And if you for one minute quiver and waver, you will run with your tail between your legs and you will run so far that you never recovered 
unless you turn back and say, come draw line, come. Because he's restoring what you try to steal. So let's be real about it between you and me. There have been times the lines roared and we've run in different circumstances in our lives. Don't look at me like I'm the only one. Otherwise, I'll cast that lying spirit out of you too. And that will tell you right then he's roared you into submission. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We have a lion who's got a much bigger roar. He's the lion of Judah. His name is praise. His name is holy. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And when you roar with a prophetic word that comes out of your your mouth, waves and waves and waves of restoration come back into your life. Wave upon wave upon wave of God's blessing is coming upon you. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus, when He called His disciples and gave them a mission, He started off by giving them words to hear. So He goes, and I'm, If you want to go and read it later, I'm not going to read this whole passage to you, but I'm going to read it to you from Luke Luke chapter five. And he goes and the people want to hear from him. So he's preaching and he realizes there's too many people and he needs to have a platform. So he asks Peter and James and John, can I use your boat, please? So I just want you to hear what happened. He used their business platform, their productivity platform he used to speak words that they could hear. So they give him their business platform. After he's done with the business platform, he says to them, hey guys, why don't you go fishing? I'm giving your business back to you. See, that's the thing about God. If you give it to Him, He's never going to hold on to it. He's always going to give it back to you. But He never just returns something in the same condition. He returns it with the Spirit of the Lord that is upon it. Because He says, okay, thank you for using your boat. Now, Launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. But Simon, Peter, the fisherman, the next leader of Jesus' ministry, the next chief disciple, the next guy that's going to run Jesus' evangelistic association, him, that guy, that faith man, We have toiled all night and caught nothing. What are you talking about, carpenter man? Okay, but I recognize you're not just a carpenter. You're talking as one that has the Spirit of the Lord upon him. At your word, I will let down the net. Okay, 
Okay. Listen, I recognize something going on here and I'm just going to give you a little bit. Just one net will do because we fished all night and caught nothing. You see, if you measure your future transfer that God wants to give you as an inheritance, if you measure it by your past, then you will only can believe God for so little. But you can't believe and trust God for what came to you from the past. You've got to see what God's got for you because the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He is the difference maker. And then he says, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats. I wonder what would have happened if they took the whole fleet out there. I mean, isn't that what happened to Elisha and the king when he said, we got to fight against the Syrians? And Elisha takes his hand and puts his hand on the, on the arrow, bone arrow of the king. And they shoot the arrow. And then he says, King, now shoot as many arrows as you can. And he shoots three arrows and he quits. And then Elisha gets mad with him because he said, if you'd keep shooting, you would have destroyed Syria forever. But you see, he couldn't see because of what he knew from the past. <clears throat> we, have to, we have to have the Spirit of the Lord upon us because He's the one that can give us visions and dreams and He's the one that will cause us to prophesy. Then we can see beyond what we are able to see with our own mind, with our own, with our own heart, hear with God's ears. So, I mean, here's why Simon Peter became the head, the chief disciple of Jesus Evangelistic Association. Because when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Because when he saw the blessing of God, because the Bible says they were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. Can I tell you something? Get ready to be astonished. Get ready to be astonished. Get ready to be astonished, people. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Hallelujah. 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 I had a prophetic moment with Brother Jerry when I was there a couple of weeks ago. And Liesel and... Uh, LaRue and Zani were there. They were there. You're not Zani. Where's Zani? She's somewhere else. Okay. They were there and they were, because everybody else had walked away, they heard the prophetic announcement because we were talking about the property across the road and all that kind of stuff. And then I said to Brother Jerry, I said, Brother Jerry, this anointing for property that is upon you, it's upon me by divine association. And then they witnessed what he said. He said, no, John, the anointing, the favour is on you. It's on you. Isn't that what he said? He changed that. He said, this is not an anointing by divine association. Oh, that's true, Sue. But he declared that the favour of God is upon me. 
upon me. It's upon me. I'm not waiting for it to be transferred. It's upon me. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me today to announce to you that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He's upon you. He's upon you. He's waiting to show you things you cannot see. Hear things you haven't heard and believe Him for things you couldn't think was possible before. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He's upon you. He's upon you. He's upon you. He's upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you will be astonished as you begin to see, as you begin to hear and you take your business and you give it to Him. And He says, take it back, boy. What must I do with your business? Your rents, what must I do with them? They don't mean nothing in heaven. Huh? Even your dollars, if you had pounds, if you had gold, what must I do with it in heaven? I've got so much gold in heaven, I don't know what to do with it. I sprinkled a bit on the earth. How do you think gold got on the earth? Huh? I'm telling you, everything that's in heaven, God just put it in the earth because He wanted the earth to have what heaven had. And men think we are so fantastic because we can get gold from dust and diamonds from coal. God said, I'm just giving you an opportunity to get a sniff of what it's like in heaven. I've got so much stuff here that it's actually like air. It's free. Huh? I'll tell you what, you're going to be astonished at what God can do. Astonished. This is the year of maximum. This is the year of the highest level attainable. This is the year we've got to step up and step into the astonishing things that God has got for us. Guess what God does? When He, when he lifts you up, He never reverses something. He only builds on something. So when Simon, Peter and James and John, the sons of Zebedee, when they gave their boats to Jesus and He filled them with fish, that was just the beginning of a transfer. That's why he could say to them, now go, don't take money from your catch. All the money that I've blessed you with, in one second. What do you think they did with all that fish? They sold it. They went to the fish market. Hey boys, this is good for biltong, fish biltong. Yeah, that's what they would have done. They would have bought fish, they'd eat some fresh, they'd salt some, they'd pickle some, they'd do all manner of stuff with it. So they had ongoing food supply for a long time. Simon Peter, they just came and they took over the whole fish market for a day. They were the marketplace for a day. They created a whole new market. I don't know if you're hearing me. Because the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. When they gave their business to Him, He gave it back to them with His anointing on it. And He said, now listen, all that money you made from when you were catching fish, don't take any of it with you. Don't try and provide for yourself. Go with my authority, go with my anointing. I've transferred the Spirit of the Lord that is upon you. I've transferred it to you. Why? Because now when you are on mission for me, that anointing draws all of the prevision you can see. 
Watch it. It will come. And he'll do it just for fun. By his spirit, it will be done. Not just because it's fun. By the glory of God, it has begun. For His glory, He's showing up. For His glory, the transfer is on the up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I think God's saying something. He's changing the atmosphere. He's saying transfer has begun. Now it's time for you to step up and go after it. Don't be intimidated. Don't be controlled by a roaring lion. Don't be controlled by what the circumstances say. You have the Spirit of the Lord that is upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. I'll tell you one of the most amazing things that happens when God begins to transfer mission to you, purpose to you, and then He begins to provide for you. Amazing thing happens is you don't find yourself thinking about how grand I am. You begin to think, how insignificant was I thinking? How stupid was I that I thought that I was the main man? Right? Because actually you just see how grand God is and then you become so thankful, so grateful. And you are so taken in by His glory that you just do what Simon Peter did. You just come and drop on your knees before Him and you just worship Him. Because nothing you could do could deserve it. He just said, give me what you got, I'll return it. Come on. This is not just one story. This is a pattern. Give me your water, I'll turn it into wine. Give me your loaves and fishes, I'll feed thousands. You know, someone who knows, knows the Greek very well has interpreted that scripture and they said, and he's, and, and, and he's preached about it a number of times and uh, other, other men of faith have taken up his revelation and, and repeated it. And, uh, you know, the, the interpretation of that scripture was, we think like you go to, to uh, what's that fish place you eat as a takeaway? What? Ocean basket. Ocean basket, fisherways, whatever. You know, I mean, you go there and you say, I'll have a king club or I'll have a soul and then you get this great piece of fish like this. And if you think that he had fishes and loaves, that they, and you know, a loaf of bread, we think it's a big square loaf of bread and, and he took that. Actually, you know, the way that was happening, it was a young little boy who was taking food for himself. His mom provided food for him. That means he had a couple of little, like, like little fishes. Kerpers. What are those things they fish in Malawi? Yeah, like sardines, but they like those little things, you know. Kapentas. Yes, kapenta fish. 
They're like little things. You dry them out in the sun and they're protein for you. I mean, he had a little thing and a couple of crackers. And Jesus says, give me what you got. You know, he had to multiply it enough so that the 12 disciples had enough just to hold it in their hands. And then when they started multiplying it, transfer. 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 He says, I've got it. Now the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Take it. Have some. Have some. Have some. What did he have? A little? It became a lot. Hallelujah. Transfer. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Come on, church. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He's upon you. He's upon you. It's time to dream dreams by His Spirit. It's time to have visions by His Spirit. It's time to prophesy, speak into your world the things that He wants you to speak. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, there are times, even in the last week, where God has blessed me and favoured me with some things that uh, it's, it's blown my mind, my little human brain. It blew it completely out of the water. You know, this thing that preserves it up here, blew it away. And so then I found myself thinking, ish, such favour. But now I've got to do my part. And so the Lord says, my spirit is upon you, John. My spirit is upon you to execute what my favour has brought. Isn't that what happened to the disciples? One boat turned into to two boats. If, I mean, they had to quickly make a plan. Never mind a boot. <laughs> Talk about a fisherman that's got to make a plan. Our boat is sinking with all the favour. Come boys, bring your other boat. Bring it quick, quick, quick. We're sinking. I don't know how that happened, but as they kept putting fish in the other boat, that boat got filled up. What did they think they were going to do with one boat? Hey, come on. In the transfer, you don't have to take your money belts. You don't have to, you just got to go where he tells you to go. And he says, I've got peace upon you that as you are invited and people recognize the Spirit of the Lord that is upon you, as they recognize it, they will transfer to you. And as you receive their transfer, you relieve your transfer, which is peace. You leave blessing with them. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, It's a very special thing. I did not expect to have Brother Jerry speak from his spirit like that in an instant when he said what he said. But he, he wrote me, a, he wrote to me, he used my name and he wrote a specially created card. He wrote it. And he said, thank you for all of the seed that you have blessed me with. 
Because you see, when he comes here and he ministers to us, we, he doesn't come here because he's looking for money. But it's our honor to bless him. So we've blessed him. We blessed him. We blessed him. I'm just the vehicle. We blessed him. So now he's riding the motorbike that we blessed him with. Now he's got a seed that we blessed him with for coming to minister. So he writes a letter. He wrote it to me, but he's writing it to all of us. He says, I pray that the maximum harvest is yours because of your seed that you've sown into my life. Hallelujah. Transfer, transfer, transfer. As you transfer things, you know, they had to transfer from, we, we were fishing all night. You can imagine them sitting there listening to the preacher, you know. <sighs> We've been working all night. Caught zip. Hey, Peter, go catch some fish. Jesus, that's hard work and we caught nothing. So we'll just do a little bit of work. Okay, but you better get ready for a transfer. Because now I've given you a mission. I'm giving your business back to you with my anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he just changes everything that was to everything that can be. Everything that can be. Have you got that letter? Let's put that letter up. Try and read that if you can. John, thank you once again for what? You, a very generous gift to me. What? I stand in faith with you for the maximum and the highest level attainable. Brother Jerry, he's standing with us. This is how transfer works. Those are not just words. The Bible that you read is not just words. There is anointing in everything that God's doing. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. I thank God that I got a revelation. Thank you, you can switch it off. I thank God that I got a revelation that what is said in the Word is the power of my life. That it's not just words, that are letters that are written in a book. That they are the very letters of life to me. Because of the revelation that God gave me, you can have the same. Because of the revelation God gave Oral Roberts, Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Savelle, I got it. Kenneth Hagin. I got it. And because of the revelation I got, you got it. Thank God. I don't know how churches are getting by out there and how the people out there are coping with life if they don't know this blessing that's upon them. Because just because you're a Christian doesn't mean to say you automatically get it. You've got to have the Spirit of the Lord upon you. You've got to receive it 
You've got to believe it. You've got to live it. Amen. Come on, you can say that's good preaching, Pastor John. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Stand with me, please. Glory to God. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. It's too late. It's too late for people to tell me this doesn't work. I've been living this for too many years. Glory to God. Glory to God. <clears throat> Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Why don't you put your hand on your heart like this and just make this, this declaration. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I can see. I can hear. And I will live in all the good things that He has for me. I will prophesy. I will dream. I will have visions because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember last week, the Lord said, we got to fly, fly, fly. And we got to sing. We got to sing. Hallelujah. It's time for us to skip and sing and fly. And it's time for us to just walk into all the good things that God has for us. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor John, I can't see how that can come to pass. No, you can't. Because when his anointing gets on it, you've got a Simon Peter moment. My brain says, nah, water. I must go and fill up wine jugs with water. Shut up, brain. Do what he says. Why must I fill up wine jugs with water? Shut up and do what he says. Isn't that what his mom said? Do what he says. Do what he says. Do what he says. Spirit of the Lord is upon you to do what he says. Oh, Jesus, I caught fish. Fishing all night caught nothing. But because you said. Because he said. You can't figure it out. How does it happen? How does it work? It's His Spirit. It's His Spirit. He makes it happen. You think if He can't speak light and darkness and everything into being, you think He can't make it happen? That's how He makes it happen. Creative power. He's creative power. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the Spirit of the Lord has come upon me this morning and I want to just pray over you in this way. And uh, I'm aware that the enemy of God has come against many of the people in this ministry with sickness and disease and with all manner of physical attack. And I declare that healing is upon you right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that the blood of Jesus is upon you. It protects you and it chases away all manner of sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. 
By His stripes, you were healed. Because of Jesus, you walk in divine health. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And uh, I know by the leading of the Holy Spirit that uh, He wants you and I to be ready and prepared for things that the world system is bringing to us. Now, I wanna say to you that the time has come where God wants me to speak and uh, we, we are all going to speak by, by, by the Holy Spirit on the Money with a Mission weekend. We are going to speak because there are things that the world system is plotting and planning out there that you, don't, uh, you and I don't even know of. There are some things that we know of, but there are things that we don't even know of. The power brokers of the system are controlled by their master, the enemy of darkness, the, the, the prince of the darkness of this world. That guy is controlling them. But God is raising up a standard, it's the church. The church is the standard that can stand against that darkness that is trying to overwhelm the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I trust that you will be full of wisdom of the Holy Spirit. You will receive this message of transfer. You will be ready and prepared in your heart to have everything that God needs you to have. See it, hear it, prophesy it. Declare it, move with it in the name of Jesus. Blessed are you going out and blessed are you coming in. Protected are you wherever you go. Peace comes upon you, not as the world gives, but that peace which only He can give. That peace comes upon you. Restoration, healing, health, all of these things are your portion through the blood of Jesus. The resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ is upon you for this moment in the Name of Jesus. Do you agree with this prayer today? Say Amen to somebody. Hallelujah. Have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. If you're gonna cycle, enjoy it. If you're not, have good lunch and doo-doos and then uh, come and enjoy uh, message moments at five o'clock. Amen. Bye, yalla amal. Lekker mense, yalla. Mooi mense, yalla.